This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us, as always, from our studio in San Diego again, it's Luke, <laughs> Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? It's the offseason, man. You're uh, with, with the fam in San Diego. Exactly. Enjoying the life. Uh, kind of wishing I was in Las Vegas, though, catching yeah. some of these summer league games. Because Lakers have been playing out of their minds. For real. I went to the Sacramento Summer League, and they sucked. I don't know what I don't know what it took. Know. Maybe <laughs> you picked the worst one. <laughs> I know, I know. It was so bad. It was still fun, but um, it was hilarious seeing like a Kings team of legit rotation players lose to the Warriors team. That's gonna have like maybe one of those guys aside from Jordan Bell play in the NBA. <laughs> exactly. They're never scratching the roster. Nope. At least for the Lakers, there are a few guys that are like, oh, they might have significant bench rotation minutes. But yeah, the Kings yeah. are basically playing, playing their starting five. I mean, it's it's not far, and it's not far off from that. Like they're like their five starters will all see legit rotation minutes this season, and they got blown out by a, a Warriors roster whose best player was Jordan Bell. Jordan Bell's not bad, but like yeah, but he's not. He's he's like you're a good tenth man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to thank all of our followers for tuning in again. Uh, please subscribe to our pod. We've got some new new uh, situations for the pod. We're on Spotify now, and we're also on the new Google Podcast app. Uh, you can also check us out, as always, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever you get your pods. Pod if you're enjoying beam. the pod... Podbean. If you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and please comment and uh, follow us on social media. You can find all of our social media links at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. Oh, also, next week we're going to be doing a mailbag pod. So um, that's kind of a weird thing to say. Mailbag pod. Mailbag so pod. Please submit your questions by tweeting at me at Luke Walton Laker or commenting on our Instagram page at Luke Walton Talks Lakers with the hashtag hashtag Luke Walton Talks Lakers or by responding to our request for questions in our daily Insta story. We're going to use that man. new weird Instagram feature where you can say like ask me questions. Dude, and it blew people mind, blew people's minds because they didn't realize that it was tagged to your profile. People thought it was anonymous. Oh no way! Yeah, the the person that gets that gets the question from you knows who it's coming from. Oh right, right, right. Sorry, I thought you meant somehow that like if I ask a question, it shows yeah. up on my profile for others to see. No, but the 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 person that you're asking the question to knows it's coming from you. Okay, well, it would have been so, funny because I'm sure people asked some like pretty weird shit of like I don't know Insta models and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that there's some relationships that got ruined in that day one. Damn. Instagram coming after Sneaky. people's social reputations. Sneaky. Something only Zuckerberg can think of. <laughs> um, yeah, super excited about this mailbag pod, though. It should be fun. So please, like Luke said, hit us up with questions. We'll be tweeting and posting on Instagram about it. So you'll have ample opportunity to get us with your questions. And uh, next next episode should be fun. So, Luke, we're going to start with a, a quick round of in or out. In? In. Sweet. Uh, so, first one, in or out, Carmelo Anthony hopefully joining the Rockets or at least not the Lakers. Totally in. Keep him away from our team. Yes, yes. So in. So in. I want him to be at least 500 miles away from Los Angeles at all times. Don't even come to the Clippers. I don't even want him that close. Uh, like, I'm, I'm down to perform rituals. <laughs> 
Like, like that. <laughs> let's put do, like do like a rain dance for Carmelo Anthony to not come. Yeah, let's put like uh like the uh, uh hire Phil Jackson to to like prick his thumb and put blood on the Lakers door so that he can't enter. I'm down. Um, all right, next one. Uh, in or out, and you can separate them if you want. Um, Josh Hart and Svi Mikhailuk. Uh, sort of maintaining their current summer league numbers into the regular season. <laughs> I mean, if Josh Hart did, most improved player, MVP candidate, <laughs> that's not going to happen. But, like, I, I do think that he, that he's going to get more minutes this season. And we saw uh, the final game of last season he scored 30. So it's, it's definitely a possibility. He's definitely going to get a lot more minutes. Uh, coming up, and he can create his, his own shot. He's getting better at that. Um, he had some nifty backs. passes. He had some, some nifty passes in the last couple games. And that step back, man. He's looking like James Harden out there. John, what did you send me? Josh Harton? Yeah, Josh Harton. <laughs> so, so, like, yeah, I'm well, in. I, okay, I, but so not, 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 not. Like, I, I'm yeah, in yeah, that he's going to continue to be talented. Yeah, you, don't, so, you don't think they're going to maintain, but hopefully they... Hopefully Svi sees some minutes and Josh could see some legit minutes. Yeah, I don't think that this is just smoke. I think that both of these players are legit. You think that there's fire? I think there's some fire. I, I think that Hart has really, has really uh, come into his own. Yeah. Also, Doris Burke is officially the first Josh Hart stan. Really? Oh, when, she loves him. Like like from last year or? or no, like or, this, this summer league. Because she's calling all the games. She loves yeah. him. She did like a separate segment with him. Uh, where she interviewed him on the court, like she is Josh Hart fan number one right now, which I'm, uh, which I love. It's great. Um, we're taking a long time on this, but I have one more follow-up question. Yeah. Where do you think he lands on the depth chart? Hart. Yeah. I think he's seventh man right now. I, like I honestly think he's gonna he's gonna get more minutes than anybody else we just signed. So do you think where do you what like? If we're thinking about traditional positions in the depth chart, yeah. like slot him in as shooting guard and maybe second yeah. on the depth chart behind KCP. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's where exactly. I that's where I see him as well. I mean, good for him. Last year he was, you know, pretty pretty far down the point guard list. So. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think he needs to be shooting guard. I think he needs more opportunities to score. Um, obviously, he is a, a a good creator as well. But I like I I want it. I would like somebody else to initiate the offense. Yeah. And like, I, because I, I think that Lonzo should be able to have some minutes with that bench unit, um, and also Rondo as well. So. Yeah, he, and he can also switch on to bigger defenders. So it it yeah. put it it makes sense to have him move up a position rather than down a position. So and and can you think about the scoring that we'll have on the bench, especially if Kuz is playing the six man role? That's yet to be determined whether or not we're going to be starting Javale McGee. God help me. Four, that, I love the way that, that Polinka puts it. He says, there are four starting positions available. Yeah. I kind of wish he just said five and then like shot LeBron a glance. <laughs> uh, Lakers Nation, I, I thought it was so dumb. They put all caps, breaking. The only player with guaranteed starting position is LeBron. Oh, wow. Thanks, guys. Man, people are falling for, for Polinka and Magic's BS way too much right what, now. What do you think about Svi? I think he's going to be a starter. You think he's going to be a starter? No, 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 no. <clears throat> no, I think maybe he'll get some garbage time minutes, and then if we see some injuries, we might see him a little more. 
And then it could be one of those stories where once he gets a chance to play and mm-hmm. does well, then mm-hmm. maybe we could see him, you know, a little more regularly or, or crack the rotation from time to time. But um, there's just, you know, there's a lot of other guys making a lot more money ahead of him that I, I think it's hard to give him more than a few minutes a game. We locked him up for three years, though. I know. I'm happy about that. I mean, yeah. hey, did you see his, his uh, crossover step back last night? Yeah. I think the announcer said there was some sauce on that step back. <laughs> Too much sauce. <laughs> Too much sauce. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. In or out, uh, the Lakers are going to get new jerseys, which will be uh, revealed on July 30th. Are you in or out on a new Dude, look? It's all about the color. Yeah, for sure. If it's, if it's banana yellow, I'm out. If it's purple and gold, I'm in. What if it's forum blue? <laughs> I mean, I liked I liked the uh, the Milwaukee throwbacks. No, no, the the like the old the 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 Showtime era blue, like purple that actually looked blue. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah. Um, that'd be fun. I'm 100 percent in for that. Team. I kind of yeah, want. Yeah. I think the reason they're doing this, aside from making money off of selling jerseys, uh-huh. um, which is always the reason that they'd really do this, uh, I think part of it is like, hey, you know what? The jerseys we're wearing now, I mean, I guess not really because they're the Nike ones, but this was the Kobe jersey, yeah. right? Like, these, this was the Kobe era, um, and to an extent, the Shaq era, and that's behind us. It's a, it's a new time, new team. Let's harken back to the to the glory days of of yore with magic and let's because some of the I mean real GM put out like some leaks that they thought they found and it, it seems like they're going back to a little bit more of the like throwback with the the piping on the the sleeves and collar and all that. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Um. Uh, let's see. And then last one: are, are you in or out on the Lakers' decision to not make? boogie and offer after this blows my mind he turned down a two-year 40 million dollar contract from the pelicans first of all how do you turn that down well he wants more and i think he thinks by taking this one-year deal with the warriors he can prove that he's healthy at the end of the season he's betting on himself and then he can go get the you know four-year max deal that he was hoping for but but he's but he's not healthy that's he 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 burst his achilles man i know like there's no guarantee that he's going to come back the same player. Take the two years, forty million. You can retire on that money. Yeah. And then, and if you, and if you are healthy and you are good, then in two years you can get yeah, a giant contract. You get you get, you get paid because he's still young. Yeah. So uh, I I think that's ridiculous. I think it's a re- he put himself in a really tough position, precarious position. Um, I think it's weird that the Lakers didn't offer him any. Uh, but I, I'm actually more pissed off that we didn't offer uh, Brooke Lopez. The amount mm-hmm. of money that he got, I think he got three million, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So like, just by giving the four point five to Lance, I would much rather have a center that was capable on this team. Um, I would absolutely. That's the biggest disappointment that I have. Yeah. I don't believe in Lance the same way that this front office clearly does. He's clearly a, he's a funny, entertaining guy. I'm a, <laughs> super excited to watch him on and off the court, but uh, as in terms of roster construction, I understand not wanting Boogie on a one-year rental because he's probably not going to be up to par at any point throughout the season. Maybe he will in the playoffs. Probably not. Um, but having a legit, real center proven that yeah. would take a pay cut like Brooke Lopez, I just don't understand how you prioritize Lance Stevenson over that. 
Yeah, and I don't necessarily think they needed to pay KCP twelve million dollars. That was part of the LeBron deal, man. I I mean I I know it was, but give him nine. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. I, I get think, I get it, but Yeah, I think he I think he deserves somewhere in that eight to ten range but yes. because it's a one-year deal and because of clutch Cl- yeah it's clutch um speaking of which kyle kuzma is set to sign with clutch no way really that's what i heard oh interesting because because they want that big fatty contract that's coming up as soon as lebron retires yeah hey i mean it makes sense yeah um all right so that was a fun in or out we're gonna move on to uh uh a new, not a new segment, a very old segment. We're going to move on to Coach's, Coach's Corner. Corner. Oh boy, Luke Walton's hot. He's going to get a technical. Luke Walton is, he may get tossed. Luke Walton is, he is hot. Luke Walton has just been tossed from this game by Monty McCutcheon. I want to talk a little bit about how you think this team is going to play, and specifically what kind of player do you think LeBron will be. So, last week we made the prediction that we thought he was going to be a little less ball dominant, mm-hmm. and start to transition to a uh, a style of play that would age more, that would age more, that would age well with him, kind of like what Kobe and MJ did, right? So start to play more in the the high and low post, um, you know, rely less on being <clears throat> uh, being the like initiator of the offense, the primary ball handler, um, and then some reporting uh, by by Windy and Momo uh, confirmed that. So I feel pretty proud of ourselves, but. Uh, <laughs> What, I mean, what do you what do you what do you think about that? Um, given like, let's assume that he's going to be more of a post player. How do you see kind of the roster playing around him? Um, do you think that he'll actually maintain that, or do you think he'll revert to what he's used to as the season goes on? Um, I, obviously, I think we're going to see flashes of him playing that point forward role, uh, but just I think it's clear in pretty much every move that we've made that that. The front office and he are agreed that it's time for him to move into the next stage of his career. Um, and I think he's going to be more of a spot-up shooter, uh, mid-range ISO player, um, and particularly, most of all, a post-up player. And I think that's part of the reason why we don't actually have a, a serviceable big on this squad, is I think that we're looking at LeBron, at least offensively, to fill a lot of what a center would bring to the table. Yeah. And and just uh, um, looking at um, uh, what, what, what the, the, the Kobe, what is it called, details? Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So he, he did a breakdown of LeBron against the Warriors, and Kobe was talking the whole time about how he needs to get into the post and punish him from the post. Yeah. And we saw in that final series that when LeBron was in the post and he was able to move and there was a shooter that was capable that he could dish out to from the post, uh, that was one of the most deadly offensive uh, positions for him to be in. And that's the thing is he's such a savvy passer Mm -hmm. that having him be able to pass out of the post like that is going to create so much space for our shooters because LeBron in the post is going to draw double teams. Yes. Which means there will be someone open on the perimeter, and whether that is someone who is a shooter and and mm-hmm. can let it rain, or whether mm-hmm. that's someone that can then use the driving lane that he's created through his double team to get to the rim, yes. um, I think that's that's definitely I, you know I definitely see a like uh, sort of inside out LeBron team, right? Mm-hmm. 
and, and where, but then every now and then where he just backs somebody down and bullies them to the basket. Right. And he's a better passer than, than Kobe. I mean, like, he's a much better passer than Kobe, and we saw how effective Kobe was moving to the post late in his career. Mm-hmm. So given LeBron, and he's bigger, right? He's way bigger. Yeah. So given his size advantages and generally his, his better passing ability, um, I think that should be pretty exciting for Laker fans who, who still enjoyed watching, you know, pre-Achilles tear, but still mm-hmm. late career Kobe Bryant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even even Kobe uh, in the in the two uh, of his two last championships had a lot of that uh, style of play. Where um, and I, I think that I think that LeBron is an ISO player is um, is an effective move too. Just you know, clearing out the one side. I know that that it's weird to say in this modern NBA, like, yeah, we need a ball stopper. <laughs> but if 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 anybody in the league is going to be your quote unquote ball stopper, it's him because he can pass out really effectively, and you can have cutters. You can have you can still have offensive movement um, on the weak side or on the strong side while he's isolated on the weak. Um, so I, I think that he's going to be a combination spot-up shooter, post player, ball stopper. Um, and I, I think that'll be effective. Yeah. And at least for now, he can still get to the rim whenever he wants of against course. anyone. Oh, I, I think when, <laughs> when, when we're in, when also in, when we're in transition, totally different ball game. Yeah. Yeah, for um, sure. And, and just like last year, uh, this, this Laker team is clearly built to be in transition as much as possible. And um, even though LeBron is one of the worst uh, perimeter defenders in the game, uh, I think we have enough people that can read passing lanes that will be able to get us out into transition. And particularly, uh, we have a lot of guards that can rebound. So, yeah, there should be there shouldn't be a need for a big man center to get the ball, look around, find Zoe, and then pass it over. There should be enough flow in the transition. Yeah, agreed. So, I want to ask a little bit about. <clears throat> some of the stuff that's come out of these sort of recent Rob Palinka, Magic Johnson interviews, mm-hmm. they've been saying a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> some of it's been cool, like finding out that Magic sat in his car for an hour before meeting with LeBron to make sure that he avoided tampering charges, but also to make sure he wasn't late. Um, <laughs> but there's been a lot of talk from Palinka about the young core and about them being a big reason that LeBron was excited to come play in L.A., Mm-hmm. And obviously they haven't been traded yet. Um, I f- it seems like they certainly couldn't certainly could have been traded. Like it seems like there were options there if we wanted to trade them. So mm-hmm. do you think it's fair to say that the young core and let's define it? So that means Lonzo, uh, Ingram, Kuzma, Hart, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think that they are kind of here to stay for the time being, or do you still think that? They're on the trading block, and any day we could get a report that any one of them is no longer a Laker. It's tricky because I think it's both. Okay. Um, I, I think that the – I don't think that the Lakers are going to make a move any day. I think if we make a move, it's going to be later into the season, closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. Because as each day passes, <clears throat> uh, the rental fee for Kawhi Leonard goes down and down and down. And so unless he gets traded to, like, who, who's the – uh, Toronto is the uh, Toronto, the Raptors. Yeah, I know. Can yeah. you imagine? He's like, man, I got to go to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toronto's a nice place. I know Toronto's a nice place, but it's not even in America. Um, uh, <laughs> no, you're an American. Or he goes to Denver, and he's the only guy in the entire squad that plays defense. <laughs> I want to see Svee play Denver anyway. Um, no, I think, that, I think that these guys are going to be... Uh, 
they're, I think they're, they're core to the rebuild, uh, particularly Brandon Ingram. I don't actually buy that he was he was ever um, in the trade discussions with Kawhi Leonard without maybe Dang attached. Yeah. I don't think that just a... I think that they would have done it, an Ingram for Leonard straight-up swap, now that I'm thinking about it more. Um, you think they would have? I think they would have, if that was actually on the table. Well, yeah, I think if that's on the table, but there's no way that they're just going to take Ingram and the least tradable contract in the NBA. No, exactly. It, yeah, like, if it, I, but I, I think that's the only way that we end up trading one of these top guys is if we get a star in return and they take Dang. So yeah. that's not going to happen. So we're yeah. probably going to keep these top, keep our, <laughs> our core. Um, and I, I want to. They're, they're cheap contracts. We have their bird rights. So we can sign mm. max players and then go over the cap to keep our own guys, uh, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. And uh, and particularly after LeBron leaves in four years, uh, we have to have some longevity. We have to have a plan. <laughs> and if yeah. Brandon Ingram's an all star, I, I think that's it. the I think that's the biggest thing is is you still are going. We don't want to be the hollowed out Cavs. Yeah. In three years, right? With everyone built around the players not there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, coach, I'm I'm a little nervous about minutes this season and. Sure. Uh, like we said, Polinka has been saying a lot of stuff. And, and I think the one thing that <laughs> Lakers fans are going to need to get really, really comfortable with here very quickly is finding the signal through the noise, right? And, and filtering mm. out the, the noise. Mm. Because there's going to be a lot of noise, right? Polinka and Magic are saying all kinds of things. And, and their motives are, are, are different than ours, right? Yeah. Like, they, they're trying to invigorate the fan base right they're trying to to say things that make lebron and his people happy they're trying to you know to keep convince us that rondo and lance stevenson are still elite defenders yes yes and but i think the i I guess my yeah so my point there is like i i don't think that they actually believe that (laughs) but i think it's i think that they understand that coming into this season and saying yeah, I mean, we're really kind of writing this year off. <laughs> yeah, that's not really an option. And uh, there's, you know, there's a reason we only sign these guys to one-year deals. It's because they're not going to be here in another year because <laughs> we don't actually think that they're great and they're not going to see a ton of minutes, but we wanted some veterans and we wanted some guys that could coach up the young players a little bit. They're not going to say that, right? Because that's not what the mm-hmm. fan base wants to hear. Yeah, And... and even if LeBron is totally on board with that, I don't think he wants that narrative for himself. Mm-hmm. Right? I still think he wants to feel like he is in pursuit of championships every year. Yes. So with that, how do you think the minutes are going to break out between the young core mm-hmm. and... Uh, can we name these guys like the old core or something? The old core. The old sure. core. Like, sure. you know, and that includes JaVale, Lance, Rondo... Uh, JaVale Lance and Rondo. I won't include KCP in it. KCP is kind of yeah. different. He's a more yeah. reasonable, like a regular free agent. And he's young. He's- yeah, he's in his fifth year. Yeah. So, yeah, old core versus new core. Uh-huh. <laughs> how do you think the minutes break down? Dude, I, I, I don't understand how some people on Lakers Twitter think that Rondo is going to be our starting point guard. That's yeah, absurd. There's no way. There's, there's just no way. no way. He's there to teach Lonzo. Yes. Like. It, maybe play some valuable playoff minutes. Yes, he'll help in the playoffs. We'll, we'll yeah. get playoff Rondo, and that'll be helpful. But regular season, uh, he's he's basically going to be our Caruso. Like, 
woo, you know? Like, yeah. there's not... Yeah. There's not some dramatic thing. Lance Stevenson, I think he's going to play even less minutes. Yeah. Especially since we have young guys that can play heavy minutes. Like, we saw the usage of Kyle Kuzma last year. You know, he, he can play 38, 40 minutes a game and not get injured. So, let's. I'd much rather play Kuzma than Lance Stevenson. Yeah, for sure. You know? Because because your point, we want these guys to continue to develop so that yeah. post-LeBron, hopefully we still have the core of a team that can still compete. Exactly. And like I I think it's going to be a good thing to have Lance Stevenson in practice, you know, bodying up on these young guys and in short bursts. JaVale McGee is the one that really worries me. So I I don't understand what our big man situation is when we're playing against, you know, teams like the Pelicans, you know, <laughs> like where we're going to have to contend with Julius Randle, which we all know is a nightmare to defend. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 he's going to be great to play on the perimeter against. Yes. It'll, but, be, it'll be nice to finally be on the other side of that exchange. <laughs> but on, on defense, it's going to be really difficult, particularly because we're going to also have to deal with Anthony Davis playing yeah. heavy minutes, likely yeah. if he's not injured. Um, so what do you do? You put JaVale McGee out there for 30 minutes a game? That's a loss, right? How do you win that game? Well, I think you're talking about the playoffs, right? You're talking about, like, if we have to face the Pelicans in the playoffs, like, how how does this roster line up against them? And I think the answer is, is you you tell Davis, try to try and beat us by yourself. Yeah. Right? You say, you yeah. say, we're not, we're not going to double you. We're going to, we're just going to play you straight up. And mm-hmm. you're going to have to score 60 points a game for the rest of your team to be able to score enough to beat us. Right? I mean, that's like that. That's the gamble you're making, I, I, I think. I think because you're right. I mean, to me, it's, it's a joke when they say that they brought in high IQ basketball players because JaVale McGee is like, <laughs> I'm not trying to throw shade, but never in his career would he have been described as a high IQ basketball player. Right. He literally has had a feud with Shaq over how poor some of his basketball decision-making has been over the years. And, I, and to I, be fair, I think he's the best of our free agency signings. I just think that there needs to be somebody ahead of him in the depth chart. <laughs> you mean aside from KCP? Yeah, yeah. Of course. And, well, that, and LeBron talk- James. And LeBron well, of course, James. of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking old core. Well, I guess old core, yes. <laughs> of the old core, yes. Of, of the three, of the, the Lance, Rondo, JaVale. Yeah. I prefer JaVale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say that I prefer JaVale... Uh, in small doses. Absolutely. Absolutely. 15 minutes a game. Yeah. That's all I want. Anything more than that, and he, that's when he starts to go off the rails. <laughs> I heard he has really bad asthma. Is he, that well, real? So, that, <laughs> that is a report that was out there. Um, when I, think, I believe it was after he left the Nuggets and went to the Wizards. Okay. The Wizards said, oh, one of the reasons that JaVale struggled... Like during long stretches of the game, like when playing more than just a few minutes at a time, was because it turns out he has asthma. <laughs> now, look, I have asthma. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not affect my cognitive ability. No, and you've also run marathons. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, now look, he very well may have asthma, and, I, and if he does, I hope that it, you know it seems like he's got it under control. Um, <laughs> but. It seems to me like the issue was, was not necessarily asthma, right? And the thing is, is like, asthma medicine is great today. You, you take your asthma medicine and you effectively don't have it anymore. 
So once they figured it out and, and had him treated properly, why, why was he still under a minutes restriction in Washington? So was it was it not? Maybe it's not really about uh, getting enough oxygen to perform as a basketball player. Maybe it's just enough oxygen to the brain. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, but <laughs> not to throw this much hate. I mean, to be fair, I'm excited we're, to we're have him on the he's team. Coming, but he can only play for 15 minutes a game. So is Javale's asthma a worse injury than LeBron's ghost broken hand at the end of the NBA Finals? Ooh, no, because I think that him having asthma actually helped his career <laughs> because it meant that he played fewer minutes. And he is a better player playing in fewer minutes. Did you see the video of LeBron cliff jumping with his quote-unquote yeah, broken yes, hand? Yes, yes. He's had a, a theme lately of like taking videos of his son about to jump into water. Uh-huh. Yep. Also, his son has a cast. Maybe it was like one of those like parental things where you feel the pain of your kid. Yeah. You know, so maybe Bronny broke his hand and LeBron was like, oh, my hand, I feel it, my bones from my son. Well, that kid better stay healthy than shit. <laughs> He's LeBron's voodoo doll. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so, uh, my my next question then is, with this current roster, right? Mm-hmm. Young core, plus LeBron, plus KCP, plus old core. <laughs> um, how how many how many how many more wins do you think? this team gets than last season. So last season was our record 30, I think we had 35 wins. Yeah. 35 and 47. So maybe just for starters, before we, before we, before I make you predict like a total number of wins for the team, mm-hmm. what do you think, how many wins do you think LeBron is worth on this team coming to this team? I got data. You got data. I got data. Okay. So last Take year that for data <laughs> last year, the, uh, the Cavs minus LeBron, were projected to have been a 32.5 win team. I okay. think that's a little high, Okay. but that's that's the projection. Okay. So that means LeBron last year added 17.5 wins. Okay. I mean, his I win share was 14, so that's win share is usually plus or minus three games, so that, that's about right. So that's what, that's what I would anticipate um, upcoming with our supporting, our supporting cast. I think that so fifty-two. Uh, that would put us at fifty-two if he if he increased our win total by seventeen. That's but that's assuming it was like last year's team. Yes. I think that yes. we're gonna see a. I think that this is Brandon Ingram's breakout season. Yeah, I, people thought it was last year. I totally agree. No, it's gonna be this year because LeBron's gonna have the double teams and Ingram's gonna be free to operate. And can can we talk real quick about a uh, a wonderful statistic? It's a, it's one that sounds like it's reaching a little bit. Okay, but. Uh, but it it hit it hit home for me. Or, yeah, hit me with it. All right. At age 20. Oh, this, yes. Points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Simple stats. Nothing nothing advanced. Yep. The Charles only Barkley players, loves those stats. Yeah, the Charles Barkley stats of the game. Yes. Visceral ones. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Tracy McGrady, Brandon Ingram. Those are the only ones with as much points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks at age 20. Wow. And the only ones that did it in two seasons in the NBA, Durant and LeBron. In addition to Ingram. In addition to Ingram. Yeah. 
I mean, that's pretty great company to be in. I think people around the league are starting to wake up to how good Ingram is. Zach Lowe had a piece where he, like, he basically said, I'm going to die on Brandon Ingram Hill. Like, the Lakers should not trade him. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's probably the person I respect most in terms of most basketball. Like, who's not a basketball coach, GM, front office person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I think I was doing some math last night, and if you just if you take win share from last season, sorry, Kobe, my dog, is chewing on a bone in the back. I hope that's not uh, bothering anybody. Um, if you take... Uh, all right, buddy, that's enough. Stop. He likes to grind on bones, everybody. My dog, Kobe. He likes to just like put it in the, like the, the back of his jaw and just... <laughs> Or as Magic Johnson says, we got a team full of dogs. <laughs> My dog is one of them. Um, so, anyways, I was taking a look at, at Winshare last night, um, and I was kind of putting it together for our team. Uh, again, this assumes, like Luke said, no improvement, right? This assumes that everyone plays the same, that everyone contributes the same amount that they did last season, mm-hmm. um, including LeBron. And then and then I, I kind of put some plug numbers for Mo and Svi and Bonga, um, <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna play. I, I don't. That's why I gave him less than one win share. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, you know what's funny? Dang had zero win share last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, anyways, the number that I that I came out with um, was forty six. So, to me, I think that that is a safe floor. Mm-hmm. I think that worst case scenario, let's say LeBron like starts to decline this year. Mm-hmm. Or we really hope not. We don't think so. But let's say he declines this year and no one on our team gets better or there are some like real injury issues. Mm-hmm. I think 46 wins is like the floor. Yeah. But then I think, yeah, your prediction of kind of like mid-low 50s mm-hmm. is definitely possible if, if LeBron, you know, kind of can maintain and mm-hmm. if our guys can kind of take the next step, right? If Brandon can break out, if mm-hmm. if Zoe can show some real improvement from his rookie year, if Kuzma and Hart can show the type of improvement that we think they will, mm-hmm. then I, I certainly think that, that uh, cracking that 50 wins is definitely possible. And I think Luke, like, who, I mean, obviously someone's got to be worse this year, right? Like every team can't just get better every year. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I like to talk about a lot. But like where... So look, I mean, let's like if we're a fifty-two win team, we're the three seed last season. Yep. So Houston is objectively worse. I think we can agree on that, right? Right. Uh, Golden State's still great. Um, Portland. It remains to be seen, like if that team is going to be the same, right? There are a lot of rumblings of of mm-hmm. Dame or McCollum getting getting traded. So Portland's good. I mean, no doubt. But um, I think we're better than Portland. I mean, the they were, yeah. I mean, they were a forty-nine win team. Okay, see, I think they're basically the same team they were last year. I want to play them in the playoffs so badly. That would be very sweet. That would be very very sweet. It, that would be that would vindicate the whole season. Even if we didn't, we didn't even get to play the Warriors. Yeah. Say that we just beat Paul OKC George. in the first round, losing yeah. the second. That's a winning great season. Se- great season. <laughs> yeah. Um. So like, I think OKC. I don't think they're any better or any worse. Um. Utah, I feel like they've lost one or two guys, but like they're probably you know still like middle playoff team. Um, New Orleans, 
I think I think New Orleans got better. I think New Orleans is going to be better next season. Um, San Antonio is worse unless Kawhi comes back. Unless Kawhi actually plays. If Kawhi actually plays, then they're a better team. Um, no Tony Parker. No Tony Parker. That's true. But I guess my point is, is like the Clippers. Maybe they'll be a little better. Like they they've been making some decent moves. Sack is definitely not going to be better. Dallas will be better. Mm-hmm. Phoenix should probably be better. But, like, I still don't think any of those teams, Sack, Dallas, Memphis, Phoenix, are going to crack the playoffs this no. year. So, like, I actually do think that there's a pretty good shot for the Lakers to not just make the playoffs. I think that's going to happen no matter what this year. I mean, mm-hmm. assuming that LeBron doesn't get a massive injury. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's a chance for, like, a reasonably high seed. Yeah, me too. As crazy as that is to say, considering we haven't made the playoffs in the last five years, like mm-hmm. I would say we'll probably be a top five seed this year. Yeah, and I because I the the NBA season's long enough that generally the talented teams, the cream rises to the top, and I think just looking at roster last year potential coaching and also people discount that there's probably another move coming out of the Lakers this season, and we we really could be getting Kawhi at the trade deadline. Or, or or someone like or they're, someone. they're like they're, which we'll talk about there are in the pod. there are and there's also buyout candidates that yes, could be available yes. like those things which are is all... that's another reason why I was a little frustrated with the Lance Stevenson MLE because if we just left a little bit more cap space then we could then we could absorb some of these buyout contracts yeah because they're always cheap because they they don't they're already getting paid yeah like this whole Carmelo thing God don't want him but. Uh, like those opportunities, it, it kind of sucks that we have to um, to kind of ride with this team a little bit. But we do have one year expiring deals, so some those are some very teams. yeah. We got some very tradable contracts. Yeah. Um, so let's move into uh, an, an old segment that we haven't done for a while. Luke, come on board, strap yourself in. We're taking off for Lonzo Island. Woo-hoo. Woo! So, uh, Luke, some interesting news about Lonzo lately. Uh, on a recent episode of his, uh, of his, I'm gonna try to pronounce this word, but I always get it wrong. Uh, eponymous. Eponymous. Is that right? What? What is? Epo- it means what? like of the same name. Oh, oh, uh, eponymous. I, don't think, I think there's, there's an, another I, N in there. It's. I think it's eponymous. No, I, I think that I think he spelled it wrong. <laughs> All right, eponymous. eponymous. Yeah. Because it's like a, it, it, it's a Greek word. It comes from the eponymous archon of Athens. Ah, look at you! I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm gonna correct this uh, the spelling here. Ah, oh. ooh, okay. All right, cool. I like that. Eponymous. That's better. It's like um, anonymous. Anonymous. But not. But, but the opposite. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So on a recent episode of his eponymous Woj pod, uh, Woj reported that quote. The team, meaning the Lakers, quote, the team didn't want that information out. And I don't believe intentionally, at least from upper management, there was a lot of teams who wanted to do trades with the Lakers or were trying to figure out if they might be in a position to, they were trying to figure out what's going on with that knee. And of course, he's he's talking about Lonzo's uh, torn meniscus. Um, also, Woj, not a great speaker. Um, <laughs> this just in Woj is not great Woj is not great at talking um, he went on to say quote I don't think the Lakers wanted anyone to know 
and I think there is a belief around there, meaning around the Lakers, that the information was put out there from around Ball's sphere, <laughs> too much ball language, uh, to keep from getting traded. Because if teams knew he was having knee surgery, they're not trading for him. I think there was concern there that he might be put in a deal. So, Luke, what do you make of this? This, this idea that uh, the team didn't want the informa- information about Lonzo's injury getting out because he might have been traded, and if the information was public, then trades likely wouldn't go through. What do you, what do you, what's, what do you think about this? Can you just picture LeVar? We got LeBron! You're gonna trade my boy? <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that's happening. It's gross. It's terribly unprofessional. Should not be doing that. But I also think we shouldn't be trading him before seeing how he plays with LeBron. I think that he's going to elevate our entire team and therefore everyone's trade value. Yeah. And players always look better in their second year. I don't know why you would trade a, a rookie going into their sophomore year before the sophomore year because they're going to they're gonna perform better on the court the shot might look better the yeah I mean if you're trading him for Kawhi I that's maybe a little different but yeah can can I can I have can I have a hot take here yeah hit I think this is all smoke no fire oh I think this is totally a manufactured story because here's the thing like it's a meniscus injury in terms of like knee tears Mm -hmm. right things you could mess up in your knee this is like the least severe thing that could happen to you. It is not like a a stability structural issue. Mm-hmm. It it is much more of a cushioning issue. It's like a it's like a comfort thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like everyone has said, he'll be ready for the season. Yeah. Now I do think yeah. it's a little strange that uh-huh. Rob keeps saying like we won't comment on, like he keeps saying we can't comment on Lonzo's knee. Yeah, it's a kind of a Kawhi Leonard. It will, it but I'm wondering, if maybe, I'm wondering if maybe it's a Belichick thing. Like, I'm wondering if maybe the Lakers uh, are just taking the stance of, like, this is potentially strategically valuable information to us. Mm-hmm. We're just not going to talk about player injuries. Yeah. Like, why tip our hat to our, yeah. our competitors about, mm-hmm. you know, the timetable for return for players? Like, let's keep them guessing, and there's yeah. no reason to say it. But the reason I think that this is all smoke, mm-hmm. no fire, is because... He's going to be ready by the season. And also, like... By training camp. Yeah, by the training camp. training camp, and, yeah. And, and if... <laughs> the thing is, is, like, it's not like... Uh, it's not like there's no givesies backsies with these trades. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like he gets there and they find out he has a meniscus tear and we're like, Ha! Fooled you! <laughs> You're exactly. stuck with him and his broken knee now. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, like, teams have an opportunity to evaluate these players, like we saw with Isaiah Thomas. Right? Like, that mm-hmm. trade almost didn't go through when the Cavaliers found out how severe his hip injury was. And it shouldn't have. And it shouldn't have. But my but my point is, is like, the, like, the Spurs or whoever a trade partner are, they would have found out about this injury one way or another. Of course. So the idea that, like, they wouldn't trade for him because of it, like, mm-hmm. I just don't buy it. Because, again, it's, it's not a terribly severe injury, and they would have found out one way or another. Yeah. So... I, I kind of think maybe this is a little bit of a manufactured story, maybe a little bit of a shot across the bow at at sort of the ball circus mm-hmm. of like, hey, like we will put you on blast. Don't like, yeah, don't try us, right? Yeah, we are not equipped. We are not on the same level, right? Mm-hmm. Like you do not speak with the same authority that we do. Mm-hmm. Like we will expose you if you try something. 
Yeah. Maybe that was it, but I I don't know. I kind of think maybe this is just a noise yeah. and not signal. Yeah. Some more noise. There's gonna be plenty of it, like I said. For sure. Uh, any other thoughts on on the on the knee or on Zell or while we're here on Lonzo Island? I was watching uh, the Jello's JBA. Uh, was either debut or his second game. I think it was the debut. He scored uh, over 50 points. Oh my god! In a 172 to 140 win over uh, I don't know Philadelphia or something. I don't really. It, it was such. It was basically like watching uh, the game at LA Fitness just oh with god. with announcers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It was so sloppy. It would just be like because it was so high, it was so fast paced. Like clearly, like, there, it's 170 to 140 or something. Um, it, but it was just like jacked up three air ball, jacked up three side of rim, jacked up three oh, side of rim. Like, is it the same like back, time? Back. Is it the same time configuration? Like same, same length of quarter and a twenty-four second shot clock? Honestly, I don't know. They never use that much of the shot clock. <laughs> That's man. true. They just jack all threes. Gunners, uh, and it's really funny seeing Jello out there because he's like clearly much older than everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> The l poor Lonzo has to prop up this stupidly. Oh, no. Poor guy. <laughs> so he was on for a good portion of, like, the third quarter, uh, having to be interviewed. And, like, what really impresses you about these guys? Uh, you know, they're all just dogs. They're all getting after it. Oh, man. What do you, what's your advice for all of these young players? Uh, practice. Find another job. <laughs> yeah, I know. Go, go to college. And they asked him, they asked him, like, so who are your favorite players in the league? No answer. He couldn't name uh, Jello and Mello. That was it. That was, that was it. his answer. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, my brothers obviously. <laughs> dot 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 dot. Long awkward pause. Doesn't know anyone else's name. Oh man. Next question. So yeah, Lonzo okay. Island's a weird place. So here's a here's a here's a quick question for you though. Obviously, this thing is not being done as well as it could be because it's being <laughs> done by Lavar Ball. But does it? Does it make you question um, the thought that we've had in the past that that the NBA or the G League should allow for 18-year-olds or people out of out of high school? Does it make you question that at all? Like seeing the quality of this play and understanding sort of like the 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 type of player that is interested in that kind of thing. Yeah. Does it make you question if that's actually something that the league should pursue? No, I, I think that I think that. Just because we were alive during the era when 18-year-olds could come to the NBA, I think it still makes sense just like it did back then, but only in rare situations. You know, most people need some more coaching. Most people need to run through the drills. Looking at someone like a Josh Hart yeah. or Kyle Kuzma. How about like, Svee? Svee played four years yeah, in college because he showed exactly. up when he was 16. <laughs> Which is set, that that's a brilliant more Euro people move need right to there. start college at sixteen. That's I the know. move right there. Get four years of college coaching and come out when you're twenty. Actually though, actually though, that's, uh, yeah, I'm I'm serious. That's the best move if you want to be an NBA prospect. If you can get out of AAU as quickly as possible, yeah. and start playing for a D1 school, yes. even if you're riding the bench at sixteen, I know. do that because you're playing with with guys who are who are much older than you, much better than you. Gonna, yeah. who, many of whom are going to be in the league, and it's it's not that hard to get a high school equivalency. Yeah, I, so I'm, like, I'm very surprised that more players have it. Like it, last yeah. night watching the game when they were talking about it, it, kind of blew my mind. I was like, how 
how do more players not consider this? Yeah. But that's what the that, so that's what the JBA has shown me is that holy shit these guys need coaching. Yeah. <laughs> and that the JBA coaching is not doing it for them. They had some of those like mic'd up moments with the coaches. Oh no. It was so funny. We're not getting stops. Got to go out there and get some stops. I can't believe you guys aren't getting stops. Team on three. Awesome. One oh, of the coaches man. one of the coaches was flossing during the game. I'm serious. What, what, he had, was, he, what was he flossing? His was he teeth. eating? Was he eating his I, no, I, I, no, I didn't I, yeah, I didn't see that. Like did he eat some corn? Maybe like there a real stringy pulled pork that was yeah, stuck in his did teeth. Did I miss that in the first half? He had, like, some, that, man, that, he had that, some mango that was stuck in his teeth. <laughs> yeah, it because it was the third quarter. Maybe it was halftime. Half he had time. a big, yeah. He probably had a, something really fibrous at halftime. It was one of those like green uh, personal flossers. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Because this was one. <laughs> oh man, that's too much. All right, Lonzo Island's a weird place. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to move into our last segment for today, but we've got a lot to cover here. So uh, we're going to move into Moneyball and talk a little bit about some, some GM stuff, some, some money stuff. Money. 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 So um, really quick, before we talk too much about this, just want to give everyone an update on the Lakers cap situation. Um, I've actually seen some like slight differences between the way the cap's calculated a couple places. Uh, I'm going to use Sport Track. That's, that's going to be my source for this information. So if it's wrong, blame Sport Track. Uh, currently, the 2018 salary cap is $101,869,000. According to Sport Track, the Lakers are currently at $102,376,326. So that means that the Lakers are over the cap um, by about half a million dollars, 507000 But we're still way under the luxury tax threshold. So all right, it's a soft cap. Um, in a, in a good position, but I think really the point is, and, and the, the disagreements on cap space, they, val- they vary by about a million dollars. So the point of all this to say is that, like, Luke, we're basically capped out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like signing free agents isn't, I mean, we could, we could go, you know, like over the cap. Actually, can you go over the cap to sign a free agent? No, only yeah, uh, for, like, that's kind of why I'm pissed about Lance Stevenson. Yeah. That was our opportunity to go over the cap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're kind of stuck on that. So, like you said, we kind of have the team we have. So, I think the mm-hmm. only way for us to do it would be sign-in trades. Yeah. Or trades. Uh, and also uh, veteran minimums. Veteran contracts. minimums, yeah. Veteran minimums, yeah. Which I think I think we'll see us try and stock up on here. We, we, also, spent, we yeah. also spent way less than our max... Uh, for mid-level exception. Our mid-level exception limit was like 8.6 yeah. million, and we spent like 4.5. And yeah, why, why couldn't we have used that on Rondo? Or, I mean, or Randall, like we could, well, Randall got more, yeah. But, but, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a good question. Like we could have mm-hmm. technically paid someone more yeah. and had them as our, as our mid-level guy, but. I think the whole thing with Randall was that, was that second year of his deal and wanting to be a starter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Which is I, unfortunate. I, I wish he, we had him. but I do, too. He's in a good spot, though. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so that's kind of the cap situation. Yeah. A couple other things we want to talk about really quick are just sort of like when players are tradable. 
right? Because uh-huh. we're, we're going to talk about some free agents and some trades and stuff. So we want to talk about sort of the timing of that. So Luke, can you kind of run us through when sort of kind of various classes of play, players are available to trade? Sure. Okay, so uh, it's a little bit different depending on your situation. So for a previously contracted player, so like a, like a Lonzo or Kuzma or Ingram. Yeah, uh, basically anyone on the team last year except for KCP. Exactly. There wasn't like re-signed. Yes. Um, they are, they're free to trade. Free yep. to trade. Uh, newly signed free agents, there's actually a long window where we're not allowed to trade them. It's until December 15th. Um, or three, or, for, or, or three, three months after their signing yeah. date. So, so uh, locked up for a little while, but obviously well within the uh, the range. If we're if we're making like a a pre uh, trade deadline kind of move, um, that's probably where we expect to see some of these newer guys. So we can't just like turn around and flip Rondo, for example. Yeah. Um, and then rookies, they cannot be traded until uh, 30 days following the date on which he signed his contract. So uh, that's un- that's something interesting, particularly for someone like the Spurs, who I could see looking at like Mo Wagner saying, that's the guy, we want him, we cannot trade him yet. And so we might be waiting uh, to pull the trigger on the Kawhi deal for these rookies to become eligible. Yep, yep. All right, thanks for running us through that, because I think that's... You know, it's something when we talk about these trades and like, why aren't the Lakers doing something right now? Part of the situation we run into is that to trade for a guy like Kawhi, you have to send enough money. Exactly. And, and right now, we don't well, have anybody tradable except Dang, who has enough money to equal his contract. There's, there is an exception. If we have cap space to absorb, we do not have to match contracts. Right, but we, but we don't. But we don't. But we don't. The, the only way that we would would be trading, I believe, Ingram and stretching Dang, then I believe that we're able to create enough cap space to absorb Kawhi, which I don't think we want to do that. Uh, yeah, because that would be like $23 million. That would be like $23 million yeah. in cap space. But yeah, to your point, like I don't earlier, I don't think we necessarily want to trade Ingram. No, of course not. But uh, like he's pretty much the guy that we would have to pull the trigger on if we wanted to get the trade done now somebody like uh like if if we were able to package i don't know kcp and lance and some first rounders then like <laughs> then maybe we could make that happen too but that's not reasonable for the spurs so, so let me let me ask can you put your spurs fan hat on not that you've ever been a spurs fan yeah sure I'll but let, let's let's ask you to be a spurs fan for the day yeah if this was if your name was greg popovich mm-hmm. by some lucky stroke of luck uh and this was greg popovich talk spurs right what would we be saying we would want from the lakers for Kawhi? like what would you be like no way we're giving him up without getting fill in the blank i would want a starter a bench player and a pick okay so meaning you would want who who do you who would you consider a starter on the spurs out of the lakers roster ingram kuzma even Lonzo. Yeah. What about KCP? Would KCP count as a starter? No, that'd be more of a bench player. <laughs> okay. okay. If I was a, if I was a, if you were the Spurs, Spurs stand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so it, it would be like a, it'd be like a Ingram Hart pick. And a pick. Yeah. At least one. 
Probably a first and a second. Okay. Now let's go back to reality. Yeah. What's the most if 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 you're in charge of this whole thing, what's the most you're willing to give up for Kawhi at this point today? Dude, at this point, I would hold their feet to the fire. Like, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it to mortgage your future to get uh, a player that you're uncertain of his health situation and might just come for free. So, does the would, Paul George situation scare you? His whole like, well, they didn't trade for me, so now I'm staying with the Thunder. Like, are you worried that Kawhi is going to get traded to the Sixers or the or the or the um, the Raptors and basically say the Lakers didn't trade for me? Paul George is weird. <laughs> Kawhi Kawhi's weird too, though. To be fair, yeah, I was but, say. but Paul George Paul George is really freaking weird. And also, he was represented by an agent that was talking in in his ear to do what he ended up doing. Like he he clearly went for the money over the championships. And he went to please his agent more than pleasing himself. And uh, he loves playing second fiddle to Russell Westbrook. He could have played second fiddle to LeBron, but he prefers a high usage in terms of shooting volume player so he doesn't have to be the guy. I think that Kawhi Leonard, looking at the teams that could potentially trade for him, I don't think he's going to be particularly happy if he ends up being, you know, Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So, like... Uh, uh, <clears throat> Another I, former I, Spur. I, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's less likely in his case, given the teams that he'd be traded to, that suddenly he's like, this is the fit I've been looking for all along. Yeah. And, and have that supersede. And also, we have a better relationship with his agent. We just signed uh, the center that's playing. I don't even know his name. Um, for Summer League for uh, the Lakers is uh, represented by Kawhi's agent. Oh, so, interesting. I think, we're, I think we're making moves so that uh, the Paul George situation with the agents uh, isn't quite as sour. Okay. Kawhi Leonard's. Also, case. sorry, Lowry was never a spur. He played for the Rockets. That was the Houston team oh, okay. I was thinking. Or the Texas team, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, I tend to agree. I, I think that we've talked about this before. Like, players love, people love narratives. Mm-hmm. And people, it's very easy to say, oh, look what Paul George just did. Kawhi could do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But to your point, it doesn't mean he will. Mm -hmm. That's always been an option. And just because Paul George did it doesn't make it a a more likely outcome than it was before. Mm -hmm. And I kind of agree. I honestly don't think we should trade for him. And that might be really stupid of me to say because he is 25 and a two-time you know, defensive player of the year, yeah, MVP, finals, MVP. finals MVP, second <laughs> yeah. second in voting in the MVP voting. Mm-hmm. I get why it's stupid for me to say that, but I really love the idea of this team having a future after LeBron. Yeah. Because, and uh, Kawhi should too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and I I think he should be a better student of, of NBA history than Paul George was and understand that trading for him means gutting the team. Yeah. And we saw how that worked with Carmelo. We've, we've seen that other, other places in the NBA before. It's just never a good... Like it just doesn't work out for the player that gets traded. Look at the Nets. Yeah. yeah it's ex- how they got in this whole Oh, situation. exactly, exactly. It's a, it's a great example. So I hope that he, his uncle or whoever is talking to him is reminding him of that. And saying, like, listen, man, you don't want the same legacy that Carmelo has, has sort of taken on. Right. You don't want to you don't want to get traded into a team, be the guy, but now the team sucks. Yeah. 
and it's your fault. Yeah. You know, I like obviously I want to win now and the the window of time to win with LeBron is not forever, but at the same time he signed a four-year deal, a 3 plus 1 deal. He is saying it's okay if it's not this year. Yeah. With that. And Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball, they're not ready to win an NBA championship because they've never played in the playoffs before. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, let him get some experience. Don't expect the world from him the first time they ever make it in the playoffs. They're going to make some boneheaded moves this season. Yeah. Your sophomore season is never just clean and perfect. There's going to be huge improvement, but let's let them grow and uh, and just sign Kawhi outright next season. Yeah. But we do have, like you said, we have a dang problem. Got a dang problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that needs to be sorted out in order for us to sign Kawhi next season. So where do you fall on this? Do you think that the team should hang on to his contract as is and hope that next year, because it's an expiring deal, that they can ship it somewhere? Mm-hmm. Or do you think they bite the bullet, stretch him, reduce his cap hit to like $7 million a year for the next few years and kind of take that middle path? I don't think we can stretch him. I think that it's worth... But at the same time, I'm, I'm willing to argue either position because I think they both have valid points. But this is just my personal belief. I think we need to package first-round picks in the short term. I'm not saying first-round picks like eight years from now. That, yeah. that would suck. Like in the but next like, couple years. In the next couple years. While LeBron is under contract. Yeah. Saying that, okay, because LeBron's under contract, we're going to be pick 24 through 30. Yeah. So let's trade our first round picks and get Kawhi off the books. There are teams that are willing. You mean get to pick get that. dang get dang. I mean, off sorry, the books. get dang off the get books. We've been so books. so stuck yeah. on Kawhi. Um, get get dang off the books, uh, just outright because stretching him. If we're looking at our team right now, could you imagine if you just shave seven million off? Oh my gosh, it would be so nice. We could we could sign a buyout player at the middle of the season, or yeah. not have to trade someone to have enough cap space for. Leonard. Mm-hmm. So this it, that 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 space will pay off. I think even more so than uh, young, up and coming talent. And we can still buy second round picks. We can still uh, figure out late, you know, early second round picks, and see if we can figure out late bloomers or yeah, people like 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 the like the the, the like uh, the bus family's been doing. Yeah. No, I'm Jesse. I'm tot- I'm totally with you. I, I think this year, like we've talked about, we're not a, we're not going to win a championship. Mm-hmm. It's not the goal this year. I mean, we'd love to, but the the goal is like get these guys in the playoffs, get our young guys playoff minutes, put mm-hmm. ourselves in a position next season to be able to acquire another big free agent. And I think that's when the real reload happens. Yeah, is like okay, now this team is geared up. We pushed the Warriors out another year and having to figure out their contract situations, right? Definitely, definitely. So, I uh, I totally agree, and I don't think that waving him now is the best course of action because if we wave him now, we've got him on the books for five years, mm-hmm. five mm-hmm. years, right? Because it's the number of years left, so two times two, which is four plus one, five years of this. I don't want to spend another year on it, right? So mm-hmm. the thing is, is if we if we keep him till next year, now it's an expiring deal. Mm-hmm. Expiring deals are a lot easier to move, right? Teams are, yep. are much happier to take them on. Also, next offseason, there's a lot more cap space. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be more teams, like maybe more willing, or maybe not willing, but more potential teams that could take on his contract, right? Mm-hmm. 
And the other thing is that next year, let's say we waive him next year, he's got $18.8 million left on his contract, and it's one year. So now it's six over three. Mm-hmm. So if we yeah. do decide to stretch him, waive him and stretch him, doing it next year at least feels a little better because mm-hmm. it's, it's for less time and for less money. And I still think that they could trade him next year. I don't think anyone's going to take him this year. But I think next year he's like a very easy, easy maybe not easily tradable, but more easily tradable. Here's the, here's the tricky position, though, that I think we're in with that. In order to sign Kawhi in free agency, we need to be able to flip Dang like right away. So at, at what, Kawhi's going to have to make $25 million? Something like that, yeah. Something like that? Mm-hmm. So we've got KCP's twelve off the books. Nope, it's way more than that. Thirty-two million. <laughs> Thirty-two. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he's okay. So well, that's. I mean, that's also if he wants all of it. Maybe he's willing to take a little less because we have LeBron. Um, so KCP's twelve off the books. Rondo's mm-hmm. nine off the books. We're at twenty-one already. Mm-hmm. Um, then we lose Lance's four and a half. We probably would ship the 2019 first uh, along with the dang trade. So that's a 26, and then JaVale gets us to 28, 29 also, with, with Zubots, rounding. Zubots isn't signed uh, next season. Yeah, Zubots well, so comes off. So I actually think I actually think that, that without making a trade, we have the cap space. No, we need to trade Dang. Even, even, even with Dang's money I, I still think just by the hair by like the skin of our teeth we'd have enough cap space to sign him if Kawhi takes a lower amount of money on the first year of his deal because you have to also take into consideration there's a point eight uh, so 800,000 roster hold when you're under 12 players so each each roster slot is 0.8 million so that would be 2.4 in roster holds uh, okay that's fair Assuming that we're keeping Bonga, Svi, Hart, Bogner. Well, then, then why not just then why not just as soon as the new league year starts? Yeah, wave and stretch him. Because now that brings his cap hold down to six, and then when you take KCP, mm-hmm. Rondo, Lance, Zubots, and Javale off the team, now mm-hmm. you def now you easily have the cap space. Yeah, the the only the only thing that that creates is then we get nobody else except for mid level exception and veteran minimum. But that might be okay considering you have LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Ingram. You still have LeBron, Kawhi, Ingram, Zoe, Kuz, Hart, Wagner, Svi, Bonga. Yeah, and then you know probably one decent player and then a bunch of Javale McGee's. I mean, look, I think best case scenario is we hold him this year, we yeah. trade him next next off season. Yeah, right. And then, and then, then, and then we then we have money to play with. Yeah, because then we'd have about twelve million to play with. Yeah, and that actually, but then uh, you can add in the roster holds. So we'd have we'd have around fourteen million because the roster holds would go down as we sign players. Yeah. So, I mean that, and that looks good. That's great. With fourteen, then we could pull in another, like say another uh, deal with KCP or somebody yeah. of his caliber as well as well we're also going to have to start extension. thinking about re-signing some of these some of these guys like Ingram Ingram yeah. will be the first up but yeah um, and he's going to make well assuming he does as well as we like consider him 
to play in these next two seasons, he'll he'll probably jump up to the 18, 22 million range, right? Um, yeah, because what Ingram, we've got a team option on him for the 2019, 2020 season. So we'll obviously use that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's for 7.3 million. Yeah. And then uh, I think he's projected, oh man, so he has a cap hold in 2021 of $21 million. Yeah, yeah. And Zoe in 2122, $27 million. 27, yeah, his goes up, his is higher. But but we have uh, bird rights on these guys, so we can go over the cap, and I think that the Lakers, you know, for their own players, would be more than willing. Yes, yes, agreed. Those team options are so nice for us. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, so really quickly, just let I want to run through some of the other trade targets rumors. Let's kind of treat this sure. like in or out. Just yeah. tell me if you have any interest in this player at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Lillard. Number one. Completely yeah. in. He's okay. my number one it, outside of Kawhi. What would you give up for Dame? What would you trade for Dame? Lonzo. <laughs> Lonzo, <laughs> Hart. I don't know. It, it's really, it would be really hard for me to part with Ingram or Kuz for Dame. Maybe Kuz. Maybe Ugh, Kuz. Maybe so basically Kuz. kind of same thing, like anything but Ingram. Yeah. I couldn't give too many assets for him. But I really believe in Damian Lillard and seeing him play. Uh, but the thing that I, I would be most stressed out about is we'd have to absorb his contract. Yes. We would uh, probably have to stretch Dang in order to have enough room to absorb his contract without having to match salary. And then that would put in jeopardy us getting Kawhi next year. Yep. And in between Damian and Kawhi, I would, I would pick Kawhi. For sure. For sure. Uh, Kevin Love. Out. I don't, <laughs> yeah, he's not the best version of himself playing with LeBron. It's just not a great fit. We've seen that for four years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Wall, <laughs> locker room cancer. I'm out. <laughs> he's also. I mean, I, I. I mean, I. I like him, but he, yeah, like he's you said, so unlikable now. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, I like him as a player. I think he's fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, but, he is fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, DeRozan. I our, love him. Our old friend Demar. Fight on, uh, but I'm a Lakers homer, so yeah, I'm in. What would you? I'm, in, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Trojans homer, so I'm in. What uh, What would you give up for Demar? I think less, right? Like maybe less. maybe not Kuzma less. or Zo. No. Yeah, it would. Hart. 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 <laughs> Wagner. Hart. Wagner. Picks. Svee. Um, yeah. How about Bradley Beal? Uh, torn. Could go either way. Depends on the deal. What part of his body is torn? <laughs> He's always injured. I don't want any part of Bradley Beal. <laughs> Makes sense. I want no part of Bradley Beal. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think all of those are super unlikely for the reasons that you yeah. outlined with, with Dame. But uh, Bleacher Report reported that, that those were rumors that were out there. So I wanted to hit them quick. Um, last thing. I just want to talk about the free agents that are still available. So there's mm-hmm. a few that I've, I've pulled out that I think are like reasonable players that we could be interested in. Um, funny enough, they're all restricted free agents. And then I also have the rest of the list of every free agent that we'll name really quick, but I don't think we have any interest in any of them. <laughs> Jaleel Okafor. Also, like, again, we're capped out, so getting one of these guys requ- would require some type of sign-in trade. Or, or vet minimum. Or vet, or vet minimum, yes. Which obviously um, you can't do with restricted free agent. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to read them and, like, tell me to stop if you want to say anything about them. Clint yeah. Capella. Would love him, but it's not realistic. Yeah, I just don't. I don't see the 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 Rockets letting him get away. And he wants so much money. Yeah, he wants to be paid like Stephen Adams, and he's not Stephen Adams. 
No, no not yet, at least. Not yet. He could be, but they have how, what with what money? How are the Rockets going to pull this off? They've had a weird off season. I mean, I never want to they count have. out Daryl Morey, but yeah, weird off season. Um, Marcus Smart. God, I would love him. Really? Yes. Because of his defense. Because of his defense. God, I just hate his shooting. I know, but his defensive numbers are so good. Uh, I, I guess. I feel like he'd be a real asset for us. I guess. He, he Plus, he's like another one of those guys that LeBron hates playing against. So Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it'd be good to get him on the team. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. But no, 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 that's just me. Um, Jabari Parker? No. Nah, no way do we want that contract. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Rodney Hood? Hilarious. That would be hilarious. That would be pretty funny. Maybe we could just sign uh, Clarkson and Nance at the trade, or get Clarkson and Nance at the trade deadline and just run it back for LeBron. So we, we trade for Kevin Love, and then we sign Rodney Hood, and then we, uh, after a year has passed, we bring back Nance and Clark Clarkson. <laughs> Cleveland West. Run it back. They made the finals. Um, Montrez Harrell. I don't honestly remember who that is. <laughs> Just completely candid. He played for the Clippers. He had a pretty good season, actually. Um, I was looking at that coming up and like, oh shit, I need to, I need to look him up. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him. <laughs> Any thoughts on that guy? <laughs> I, I remember he was a pretty good hustle player. Yeah. Um. Let's see, how many points did he score? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, he shoots 13% from three. That's promising. I, um, I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I don't want him. <laughs> um, all right, I'm just going to burn through the rest of these guys. Um, and you can stop me if any of them pique your interest. But these are the rest of the free agents available. Greg Monroe, Kyle Anderson, mm-hmm. Michael Beasley... Dwayne Wade, Shabazz Napier, David West, Trevor Booker, Nick Young, Jamal Crawford, Joe Johnson, Yogi Ferrell, Brandon Wright, Vince Carter, Channing Frye, Jaleel Okafor, Alex Len. <laughs> Any of those guys doing anything for you? <laughs> Let's get Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> <laughs> So some of these guys could be had on veteran minimums. So yeah. like, does anyone? I take Greg that- Monroe. I take Greg Monroe on a vet minimum. I just want another big body. I don't, Dwayne, I don't want. What about Dwayne Wade? Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. I take throw, Dwayne, throw Wade. Dwayne Wade a vet minimum. Just uh, just have LeBron's friend in town. I would even take Vince Carter because I love him. <laughs> just like <laughs> Vince Carter in the throwback jerseys. He's like, oh yeah, I used to wear this. <laughs> so. I mean, Channing Fry would be funny because uh, of uh, LeBron's history. But yeah, plus, I, plus I, we'd get some road tripping podcasts about the Lakers, which would be nice, right? Uh, I'm I'm always down to welcome Swaggy P right back <laughs> to his proper home. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. I I kind of missed Swag, dude. I loved him. I I, I did. Uh, plus, I did you're a Trojan this. homer, so. Yeah, I'm a Trojan homer. Um, I did a, a Lakers digital night or something like that, where it's like you. Like you have to like retweet them, and, like you interact them with holograms of NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Swaggy P did like a live Q and A. I got to meet him and hang out with him on the court at Staples Center with with my sister. That's cool. Um, he's back on Lonzo Island. <laughs> she and 
and it was super awesome. And I'm a Nick Young fan for life, just same as uh, Brandon Ingram for the Q and A that I got to do with him. There you go. Um, he loved my name, by the way. Both of them. I mean, I, I would hope so. I actually got Brandon Ingram to smile, which is almost as hard as getting a that's Kawhi Leonard to smile. That's quite. <laughs> That'd be funny to do a, a like a smile index of like which players are hardest to get to smile in the NBA. Nick Young, Nick Young is the furthest end. Yes, of the he's always side. smiling. He's always cheesing. Where does Gortat fall? Gortat. Does he have, does he have teeth? <laughs> I think you have to have teeth to smile. <laughs> He's got like two. <laughs> uh, Gortat are... hates John Wall. Have you heard that story? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gortat's like, John, like, please, please just switch sometime on screens. I hate being. And John Wall's like, no. F you, you enemy. <laughs> it's like totally reasonable request. John Wall hasn't played defense in years. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> um, well, I think that does it for us today. That was a fun one. I do want to say before you take us out, yeah. um, Ramona Shelburne wrote an awesome piece last week. Uh, it's available on ESPN, and it's basically kind of like an oral history of yes. how LeBron to the Lakers happened. She talked to everyone. She talked to Lakers people. She talked to LeBron's people. She talked to Cavaliers people. She even talked to uh, f- the f- the former Miami GM who was there when LeBron left. Super interesting piece. Gives you awesome sort of insight into kind of the emotions of the people involved. And I think it's pretty humanizing in terms of like what LeBron means to a team and what it feels like to lose a player like that. And I think it's important for us to to kind of remember that, right? That like, it's, there's like an equal and opposite reaction for as happy and as joyous as we are. You know, there's mm-hmm. some pretty bummed people in Cleveland, um, mm-hmm. which I don't, I mean, that, that's not my problem, but uh, it was an awesome piece and not like nothing I've ever, ever read on ESPN. So definitely, definitely check that out. One of my favorite parts about that too is when they're talking about Coach Luke Walton. Uh, and he's just, you he's know, a quote he's from his dad. <laughs> he gets the news after chilling at his beach house. Yeah, he's playing some cornhole. It was so. Didn't he say like he didn't actually get to play any cornhole? Yeah. He was like, I missed out on all the cornhole. (laughs) That was like a vivid part of his memory, missing out on the cornhole. I'm I'm trying to find the. I'm trying to find the actual. Sorry, I I wasn't going to do this, but I want to find the the Bill Walton quote. It was so so funny. It was such a a Bill quote. Um, Yeah, here it is. So. Luke's father, Bill Walton, would call him from a Grateful Dead concert to help celebrate. And then this is a quote from Luke. Yeah, and he had drummer Mickey Hart in the background yelling at me that the rhythm is the answer to everything in life, Luke Walton said with a laugh. So once I figure out what that means, we'll be good. (laughs) So it wasn't even a Bill Bill Walton quote. It was a Grateful Dead quote. (laughs) He needs to channel his inner Phil Jackson. For real. Basketball is a game of momentum. The Zen master. Master the rhythm. <laughs> master the game. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, once again, next week's episode is going to be a mailbag pod. So please submit mailbag your pod. questions by tweeting at me at Luke Walton Laker or commenting on our Insta at Luke Walton Talks Lakers. Um, and you can use the hashtag, hashtag Luke Walton Talks Lakers or just respond to our request for questions on our daily Insta story. 
Uh, thank you guys for joining in. And please subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. And check us out on social media. You can find all of the links at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com. Thanks for joining me, John. Take care. Later.